0: Hello, people, young, old, ageless. My name is Jordan Lewis. I will be your guide. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution podcast featuring Lady Saint. You know what sucks? Like, mega, ultra, super, mega again sucks. Addiction. Matter of fact, any habit that you want to change that you can't seem to make happen yesterday, it sucks. If you don't understand the plight, try this. Go into your phone, find your top three most used apps, and move them. Be careful because this might trigger you. By the third day, I got so angry at the minor inconvenience of not being able to autopilot my brain into opening these apps that I switched them back to their original spots. I relapsed. I said, fuck it. Change is hard, especially when it's related to something that you associate with pleasure. If I'd left the apps in their newly organized spots, I might have acclimated in a few more days. Unfortunately, we'll never know. The same thing has happened with myself and alcohol. I would love to say that at this point, I've been five months sober, but that would be a lie. I've consumed thrice in that time period. But I would like to say that four years from now, I never touched the stuff again. And I'm not trying to preach and say that it's bad and that I think everybody should quit. I'm just trying to draw attention to the fact that I had no idea I was addicted. The signs were there, but as far as I was concerned, everybody else was doing it and I wasn't even half as bad, most nights anyways. Still, my voice in the matter is muted compared to that of Lady Saint. After all, she's my inspiration behind it. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Makayla. She goes by Lady Saint. How you doing, Lady Saint? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So um, on my notes here, I've got that you were raised in Fort McMurray. Is that also where you were born?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in Fort Mac.
0: Okay, and you're still residing in your uh, home province of Alberta, currently in Edmonton, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what uh, what was your transition from uh, Fort Mac to Edmonton? What inspired that or what made that happen?
1: Honestly, um, I love my hometown. Like, I love the people in it, but I knew that if I wanted to kind of reach beyond the fort Mac boundaries i needed to um expand my views and my perspectives and um, connections pretty much so it was actually kind of hard for me to leave (laughs) it was like if i don't leave right now like i don't think i don't don't know when the next time i'm going to be going you know so
0: also it was an um, opportunity yeah
1: it was more like um a good change kind of thing more of like a, a a better transition for the path i wanted to take
0: okay and when did that happen
1: uh, last year about this time, uh, in June, actually, I think
0: Ooh, that is very yeah. recent.
1: Yeah. It is. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. So it, it was the main reason behind the, the, the purpose of your move was to kind of expand your boundaries.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I had a decent job out in the oil fields and all that, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't for me. I'm super grateful for the opportunities and stuff, but it wasn't like, I knew if I stayed there, that's where I'm going to, be planted kind of thing you know that's
0: fair and I think that's a common conception for uh the rest of us Albertans here that Fort Mac is that's kind of what it's I honestly thought that's what it was only about I didn't know artists were uh butting out of there up until and and planning you know what I mean yeah like, exactly I didn't know that it had that uh extent to be able to kind of cater to your artistry up until just last year at which point you wanted to kind of branch out
1: Yeah, it's pretty small. Like, the artist community is pretty small. It's growing. Um, I found in the past year, while I'm gone, pretty much, it's been expanding. Um, But, yeah, it's. uh, I would say if any artist out of Fort Mac wanted to grow or um, extend their career, I guess, and follow their dreams, I I would say kind of branch out if you felt like you needed to.
0: That's great. And so does Edmonton feel like the place to do that branching out, or is it kind of maybe a stepping stone on the way to something something even more branched out?
1: I feel like Edmonton, I love Edmonton actually, but I feel like it might be my transition possibly.
0: Okay, I see. So it is kind of just like that that first step out of Fort McMurray and then who who knows what's happening next? Or do you have a, a plan thought out for that?
1: Um, kind of like who knows, but I would love to move to Vancouver. I, think. I see mm-hmm.
0: All right, all right. Most artists when they kind of think of that move uh, to especially Canadian based focus, like when the where the culture is focused on hip hop, they either think Vancouver or Toronto. So mm-hmm. very interesting to hear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so something super dope about yourself that I found really interesting was that of the of the twenty three roughly artists that I was in communication for with these interviews, you're the only one who had a manager review the agreement and actually contact me with questions. I was I was caught off guard by that. It was, really? I, was, I was impressed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super unique, because like I said, with twenty three different artists, all all with varying following, all with varying range, um, literally the only one. So I, I actually kind of want to dig into that a little bit. How'd you get your management team?
1: <laughs> Jay Black, actually, shout out Jay. He's honestly the best. He's like family to me. Um, he really helps me kind of almost transition into that professional side because. Really, like any artist, if you're not kind of growing up around it, you kind of learn things on your own, right? So he helps me a lot. But I actually met him moving to Edmonton, and then we connected a couple months after I moved here. But uh, he's been watching me prior to me moving to Edmonton. So we kind of linked up. It just worked.
0: That's dope. And so was he in the management game prior to that, or did he uh, pick it up with you?
1: Uh, He pretty much picked it up with me, but also dabbled in a couple things prior. He's a producer as well, so he has a good ear for the music. Industry.
0: Gotcha. That's that's awesome. Yeah. No. I was I was really impressed with not only the response because it just seemed like he genuinely cared about uh, you and your art, but also just like you, uh, sorry you personally, but then you as a business. You know. So yeah. Exactly. Really, really eye opening. Super super cool. How do you feel about being one of the just with what I said being one of the few people with uh, that management having your back? <laughs>
1: um. I feel. Really blessed, actually, to be able to have like my circle is really small. I keep it really small, and to be able to have certain people in different positions that pretty much, you know, if I was standing in the middle, they would all kind of have their backs turned into me, watching out as if you know what I mean. Like that's kind of what I picture it like. And I do everyone, I know what you mean. yeah, yeah, everyone that kind of is in my corner is like there specifically for a reason, and they we all have the same vision, so.
0: It's really cool. That's really, really cool. And then I'm assuming that you, uh, maybe you've talked about this specifically with them before, but that you, I'm assuming that you kind of have it, that they have that same vision in their head, that you're in their corner and it's just reciprocated.
1: Yeah. With anything, I always go off vibe first because if the vibe is off, I, I don't, I, you know, you can tell like, okay, we're not on the same page, you know? So For sure. if if the vibe and the energy is the same, then you kind of move to the next step, move to the next step. And if it just works, like, why not? Right. <laughs>
0: I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, I got to mention also that your website is super, super tight. <laughs> Thanks. Do you want to tell me when that started? When did you launch your website, and how did you get it so kind of? It's it's very clean.
1: Um, a couple months ago, I switched it into a different theme, different color, um, different style to match kind of what my music and my personality and all that is kind of about. So, um, my partner actually helped me do it. Like I I really kind of suck with doing all the website stuff. And, um, she just helps me kind of get that on track and she's like, yeah, don't worry. I got it. Like, so
0: it's pretty cool. That's incredible. That's so awesome. With quite a few of the artists that I've interviewed, it seems uh, that they kind of came to uh, an understanding of who they were, kind of in the middle of their music career. And I know that definitely shows throughout your music that your more current releases are definitely you more solidified mm-hmm. in your identity. It, it just yeah. seemed it seemed to me like from uh, from listening to your your earlier stuff, and, and I don't know if twenty fifteen is the right year for your track "New New." I found it on Spotify.
1: Yeah, it was like. <laughs> did you listen to that song?
0: <laughs> I did. I, I did. Re-
1: Oh man, I cringe at my old stuff. But yeah, what? I think it, I cannot. Stand. I cannot stand like some people will take in like my new wave project and stuff, and and they'll take yeah. me in it, and I'm like, bro, like why?
0: Nah, that's so funny. <laughs> cringe is the word, though.
1: Uh, yeah, it's cringe for sure. Actually, I've never performed ever. Like this is the first time I've never performed. I dropped new, new, like November or December or something like that. And then I went to New York in January, um, and took part in a showcase in New York and I've never performed. I don't know how I got this really brilliant idea to go and super unexperienced. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, It was a different experience, but I've learned from it, so I almost want to go back and be like, because I performed Nunu, and I was like, oh, man, Uh I just cringe, man. I cannot stand it.
0: That's too funny. So in in your mind, it's like people who see your name like today or ever see your name that saw you back then or might have that as a point of reference?
1: Yeah, I'm like, hey, come on, guys, stream this new stuff, so we'll just put (laughs) the old stuff right to the bottom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny um in in uh reference to your lyrics though it does seem like you kind of were confident in who you were uh super early I guess like obviously maybe it's more the delivery you're referring to that was cringeworthy or what are you what, what's, uh...
2: <laughs> I, I didn't see
0: it I never cringed I gotta say that but that being said oh, I got to really? experience a lot of your music so
1: but even the sound of my voice from new new to like sale it's so different and as soon as it like I don't even have it in my library. Like I un- Liked all of my old stuff.
0: That's so funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, uh, I know, like, my flow is different. My voice is different. Because I feel like coming out as a female rap artist, especially, I all my friends that were artists in Fort Mac, all the hip hop artists were super hard and i was like oh is that how they do it like is this how you do it so <laughs> you know when i came out it was super like more aggressive kind of thing yeah. and you're kind of you know, trying to match the tried. style yeah and then after i was like what the hell am i doing like this is not you, you know like i bit through some shit but it's not like you know it's not what the? It's not what I want to be delivering out. That's not what I feel anymore. You know. I
0: feel you there. It's, it's not. It's not. It wasn't really genuine. I guess.
1: Yeah, and I was a completely different person. Like half of my music career, I was pretty much an alcoholic, and then the other half, I I've been sober. So it's like a complete different spectrum feel.
0: Ooh, can I have mm-hmm. that point? Uh, that point at which your music transitions from that,
1: like that um, the year?
0: I guess even. I'm just just out of my own curiosity. Um,
1: Honestly, um, well, this coming September will be my four years sober. So, wow, I mean, only maybe two years into my music, maybe a year and a half. Then I kind of transitioned. But, yeah, it was like you have to be sober or, you know, you're going to rehab for a bit. And I was like, what? I have to be able to help my phone for that long? Like, no thanks.
0: <laughs> <Yo>. So, Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. And that's an awesome story. I'll definitely want to elaborate on that uh, more as we get into this, but let's jump into your, uh, in 26, 2016, I don't know if you any made, made any efforts to, to remove this, but I can only find this on your SoundCloud, but brainstorm your 11 track uh, project there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're laughing and I, <laughs> uh,
1: so what's going man. on in your head right now? Man, like I said, like, I don't know. I've been through some shit, <laughs> okay, so it's just, like, it, all different journeys, I mean, okay, I had to start somewhere. I really love the experiences I've been through, through my music. So I'll say that for sure. My, it's just like, you know, my voice and like my, you know, my flow. I don't even remember half the songs on that one, to be honest. That's Um,
0: totally fair. You're honestly, your message stays pretty consistent and your lyricism stays pretty well though.
1: Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I'll look back and I'll listen to, if I, you know, if I decide to go through that album or whatever, I'll just click a song and I'm kind of like, dang, like you know, my flow is kind of good, like my lyrics are kind of tight, and but then you know, my voice and all that stuff. But it's crazy the the inspiration that comes from stuff or your experiences around you or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I'm a crazy lyricist, like like I'm not saying like that, but I I mean like it was just it's crazy to look back on, and listen and be like, wow, I actually wrote that because I look to other artists that. I listen to their lyrics I find lyrics are really important to me so when I listen to other artists and their lyrics I'm like yo that's crazy I'm like I wonder if people think that about mine too you know oh
0: for real for real and then like you said you go back and listen to it and you feel that way about your own lyrics every now and then Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes.
1: Not Honestly,
0: because yeah, obviously I was more uh, attuned to your newer stuff before I started doing a little bit of research on you. But then, then I listened to your Project Brainstorm, your track, This Is My Story. Mm. I felt as though that this track just needs to be like the first track anybody listens to of you. I don't know if that's your opinion as well, but I just found it incredibly revealing of the depth of, of even your initial steps into the game. Um, if you know what I mean by that.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, like being, I was really vulnerable. I mean, I'm still really vulnerable, but that was like, I don't know. That's just kind of what I felt at the time that I needed to share. You know what I mean?
0: I do. And I find that you've definitely kind of articulated it in this track as, as best as you could back then. And then through your music as it's come to now, you've articulated kind of the same themes, but with uh, more of an artistic perspective.
1: Yeah. More of, I'm more aware of really what I put out now. Um, instead of, I still act on instinct with writing, but you know, I'll chop it up more and be like, okay, no, I don't want that in there or whatever.
0: For sure. All right. Um, in the track, especially, you also mentioned, uh, something happening on September 17th where God took away your pain. I wanted to ask you about that.
1: Mm, Yeah. So pretty much that's when I was so like, that's the day I decided, okay, I'm going to be sober. And, Pretty much changed my lifestyle around. I had I went on to like this spiritual journey and really embraced all the good around me. Pretty much, okay. Yeah, and I just decided to um, pretty much just follow the feeling. Really, to be honest. What
0: inspired that uh, change?
1: Um, I think to transition from the life I was living, and like I was super full of anger. Like I'm never angry now. So my whole life I've been like hella angry, like fights, throwing stuff. Like I just, I couldn't control it. That's why I would go to drinking and then, you know, I would pretty much drink my life away. So I think the transition of like, okay, every new step, I like, I feel better about myself. I feel better. I'm growing, you know, my music's changing. You know what I mean? Like I just kept getting better. So I just kept kind of following the steps if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely feel you on that. Um, and then bringing that into into today, the just being sober for four years. Mm-hmm. How, how, how does that impact how the world around you influences you, I guess, because we're in such a we're in a world where being sober is just the not the popular opinion at all. So I just want yes. to understand how, how, how that relates to you in your daily life because I know you're saying you already have a small smaller circle, and I'm sure they they have some of the same values, but uh, I'm sure there's issues otherwise. so mm-hmm. I'm just curious on that.
1: Yeah, like when I first decided to um, pretty much change my life around and I still had shows and bars and, you know, clubs and all that stuff, and... I remember my first show, I think I was sober. I started my journey in September and my f- next show was in November. And it was my first time, first time stepping into a bar. And I was like, man, like, this is kind of tough. I didn't actually know how it was going to go. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Really. So I had water in my hand, like the whole time, like, cause I had some really, like, I went through withdrawals, like really, really bad. So I was like, man, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how the show's going to go. This is my first time doing it. sober, so like it kind of changed everything. And then, um, I just really kept pushing myself and I'm really competitive with myself. So I, the way I think about it is if I get tempted, I'll even now I'll just, um, think like if I have to start over, how pissed am I going to be at myself? You know what I mean? Like I had such a good streak. Why would I just give it up? for a temporary feel, you know? Yeah.
0: I, I think I do know what you mean. And I, I maybe a word to describe it. If, if you extrapolate on the word, but the word relapse mm-hmm. kind of comes to mind there it, in yeah. a sense where it's not like it is kind of almost back to, to stage zero. I don't know if you agree with me there.
1: I think, yeah, if I were, if that were to happen to me, I would a hundred percent be like, cool, all that work for nothing. You're dumb. And I got to start over, you know? And then, but then even then it'd be like, well, then why would I want to start over? Honestly, you know,
0: because you're just going to four years down the line, perhaps fuck it all up again.
1: Exactly. So it's like, like, why would I even do that? If, um, if again, is it like a temporary fix for, a, um, more like a permanent, like unfulfillment kind of thing?
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like if I, um. If I decided, like, okay, tomorrow, you know, I have a temptation and I just give in. Yeah. Like, if I think to myself, okay, if I just give in, that's just only going to work for a little bit. And then I'm going to need it again. I'm going to need it again. You know, uh, so I'm going to always be on this, saying. like, broken path of trying to feel that Yeah, yeah. I'm super competitive with myself. So it'd be like, you're an idiot and you got to start over and that sucks for you.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. So in a sense, you kind of have your own back in that mentality.
1: Yeah, I've really... Um, I have a good control of my mind. So that is something I had to work up to and kind of learn and adjust and adapt around the environment around me. But even now, like, I don't care talking about it It doesn't bother me. I can be around drinking doesn't bother me. Like, you know, some people, they'll be like, oh, you're sober. And then be like, oh, is it okay if we're, you know, and I'm like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, and the music scene doesn't bother me. I, I really have no issue with fully being myself now, as before, I didn't really want to talk about it as much or I didn't want to really let people know, because like you said, it's not really common that you hear like a hip hop artist, especially now that's like sober and you're like, well, then what are you going to rap about? <laughs> you know, that's the yeah. truth. but
0: then you've got tons of content. That's why I thought it was like maybe a year or two that you, uh, you made this transition and that some of your music was inspired by that previous stage in your life, but this mm-hmm. is all kind of that, that's, this is you as a sober artist. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, again, going back to your, your kind of 2016 days when you're first starting out on this path, you do, uh, you do, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know if you expected this or not, but <laughs> um, you, you talked a lot about kind of, I guess, issues of the past or just like kind of shit that you've been through. One of the one of the main ones that I picked up on was uh, both your mom's experience going through cancer. And obviously that's an experience for you as well. So mm-hmm. I wanted to hear about uh, kind of the the ins and out of that. Not not in like incredible detail, but just so people can kind of get an understanding of uh, your pain through that, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, pretty much we've always had stuff going on, like with my mom's health and with my stepmom's health, it was just kind of random. So um, a couple years ago, I guess back 2015, 16, um, my mom got diagnosed with um, breast cancer, and she also got diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. And at the same time, my stepmom got diagnosed with leukemia. So it was just kind of like really, like you know what I mean? It was just like heavy, heavy, heavy all the time. So
0: yeah, you think the worst thing has happened, and then here's something else.
1: Yeah, it's like cool. What else? Like I'm ready for it now, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, it was like um like my mom's health started to, to decline, my stepmom started started to decline and she actually ended up passing 3 years ago as of May. I'm so so that was like super hard for me, but it was like I wouldn't take it back because I I've honestly the, what I write about now and how it helps me because I've experienced it, because um, I don't write about anything that I haven't experienced. Right? I don't write about, I don't talk about like all these mansions and everything, because yeah. you know I don't have one. So
0: it's all I just real, talk yeah. um,
1: exactly. So um, I try to keep my content as organic and original and me as I can. So during all of this time, I use my music as that outlet because if not, I would probably go back to drinking. So it was like, yeah, it was just super heavy. So my stepmom passed. My mom went through breast cancer. Then my mom got a liver transplant, and we almost lost her here, actually, in Edmonton. And then um, she's been recovering. She went into remission. And then just last year in October, we found out that she was going for her normal liver checks, and they found a spot on her liver. And then long story short, they found out that her breast cancer actually came back and went metastatic and spread every. Everywhere through her body. So currently she has stage four incurable um, breast cancer or cancer, I guess, that just spread everywhere like her head, her bones, everything like that. That is so
0: wild and unfortunate. I'm so sorry to hear that.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's honestly, it's like it's been an emotional journey, but I just feel like super. Connected and blessed that I'm able to have this outlet, as you know, or like a, a good, like I said, my close circle that I have to just like vent or just like cry or talk about it or whatever, just to get it out. That's
0: brilliant. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm astonished that you've gone through all this with the difficulty of staying sober.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. You know what I mean? That's for sure. Because
0: because a, a lot of people cope with that pain. Because this has all happened to you simultaneously. If it, if this was 2015, right, or 2016 yeah. when you first it. yeah, that's that's oof. Well, we'll, yeah, yeah it was can, crazy, man. <laughs> and, and it's exemplified through your music, man. I, can, I honestly can attest to, especially in your latest track, which we will get to by the end of this podcast, But <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll rave about that a little bit more. But let's go on to yeah. uh, your last track in Brainstorm, or sorry, one of the later tracks in Brainstorm, uh, Isaiah 65, 17. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. would you consider yourself a religious woman?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say religious, no. I would say... Um, because I grew up in a, in a, like a Pentecostal home on my dad's side. And then my mom's side was Catholic, but we never really did anything Catholic. Just like kind of what was, whatever was in school, you know, like you go to church or mass or whatever, and you do whatever they tell you pretty much. And then, um, so, fulfill
0: your obligations.
1: Exactly. So I was kind of not against it, but I wasn't really with it growing up after like maybe the age of 13, we'll say, because, I was so tired of everyone being like, you have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. And I was like, but why? Like, if I don't do it, like, does that make me a bad person? You know? So like, I, I pretty much as I was transitioning into being sober, I started like my spiritual journey. Um, But no, I, I think I'm more of like, I build my own relationship with, You know, like my God, I believe in, but some people believe in their own. Like that's, you know what I mean? So I I don't. Yeah, so like I feel like um, religion and relationship gets mixed up a lot. They almost get paired into one, but religion really says don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Relationship is just you, yourself, building your own relationship. You know what I mean? Going through your own stuff. You're kind of like, you have that your own connection connection with the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it really actually helped me transition into a different perspective because I used to be like really negative and honestly like absorbed in just all these negative things or like pretty much like the evils of this world kind of thing. Like I would get super absorbed in it and um, it would really mess me up. And I would like my daily routine. That's what my mindset would be like negative, negative, you know. So once I kind of started being sober, switched everything my perspective changed. It just kind of followed.
0: Interesting. And so, do you think that uh, here, maybe, maybe actually, we'll do this. I will. I'll just read. Isaiah 65, 17, and then I just want you to respond. You're, you're actually, what you've just told me is kind of response to that, but uh, I just okay. want to hear your immediate response once I, once I read it to you, just so we can find out. Obviously, we know what it meant to you back then. I want to find out what it, uh, what it means to you today. So Isaiah 65, 17, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Hmm. What
2: does that mean to you? To me, that
1: means pretty much there's going to be this new, almost perfect world that All of this destruction and stuff won't be there. All of your past stuff won't even, you won't even think about it all. Like the things you've been through, all the negative stuff you've been through, it won't even like come to your mind at all.
0: So when you put out this track, was that kind of like a new uh, thought and theory you were dabbling into or?
1: Yeah, I I was almost, I would say one of the peaks in my spiritual journey because I find I... I kind of like phase in and phase out really with everything in my life. Like it's kind of, it kind of sucks, <laughs> but it, uh, oh, no, I feel you, you know, like you're like, Oh, I, I, it's like a job. Like you love your job, your first month or two. And then you're like, Oh man, I'm kind of tired of it. And then you go back like, Oh, it's actually not bad. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. I
0: do. I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I find, um, I really phase in and out. It's uh, like, I kind of like kick myself for it sometimes because I, I want to be at that steady you know, confidence level of um, knowing more in depth about myself as well. But I feel like I go on this like up and down phase, same thing with the spiritual journey. I find I go up and down a lot. And I mean, we're all human. Like it's, it's normal. Like it's, it's natural. It's a part of growing and and learning about um, yourself and your journey. So I just kind of get in my head sometimes about it.
0: That's fair, but do you find that uh, as time goes on and you kind of jump into old habits or old thought processes, that they stick around for a shorter amount of time, or you bounce back to, to what you're trying to be a little bit quicker?
1: Yeah, like I I feel um, like the way I think about it is as if like you're putting on a shoe, and then your shoe doesn't <laughs> your shoe's not fully on. So sometimes like. I don't know if that even makes sense, but. <laughs>
0: no, 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 roll with it. Roll with it. I, I feel it. I feel it.
1: So it's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny, actually. But you're, yeah, you're
0: painting so a picture. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like all about metaphors and stuff too, man. Like yeah. No, um, it's great. Yeah. So it's kind of almost like. I actually don't think that shoe metaphor is actually relatable.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to play with it in my head, and I can see how it, it can. I, I, can, oh, we, I, I think can we'd have to have a longer discussion now. on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, like, sorry, wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was, uh, you know what, actually, maybe we'll elaborate on that a little later, just because we did go into overtime for our first half. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pause the recording right here. Okay. We're going to listen to Lady Saints' track titled, Sail.
2: I feel it in my soul when it's time to go When the kick rocks or when it's time to show Show up to show off Give love with no cost I feel it in my legs before I'm about to break Before my heart sinks and everything's at stake Show up to show off Collect what you lost I want a candlelight on the beach Reflecting on the memories Remedies for you and me Love for my enemies Love for my enemies I want to take a little ride on the sea Reflecting on just you and me Meditate on the beach Feel the sun on my feet Feel the sun on my feet Sail across the waves Let the light shine on me, let your light shine on me, sail across the way, riding all the waves, let the light shine on me, let your light shine on me, feel the water flow, In the breeze in the sails, seeing the whales, beach and the shells. Whilst I'm leaving this world, Cause I like to fly sometimes. I like to be the vibrant kind. Sail across the way, riding all the waves. Let the light shine on me. Let your light shine on me. No, it can get rocky when the tide rolls in. No, you cannot stop me with the salt on my skin. Sail away, smile above my chin Lower the anchor, cause we're coming in Sailing north up towards the light Waiting in the water, never felt so right Wandering the sea, looking for paradise When the time comes, then we'll be alright can get choppy when the boat starts rocking But I'm thankful for the captain who has in Stopping all the storms Come like peace be still See the waters calm and we start to seek his will Such a thrill whilst they're down here Sailing the deep blue It's all clear now the water is see through Come along cause I'm hoping you'll see too Cause the scene that you've seen's just a preview Sail across the way Riding all the way Let the light shine on me Let your light shine on me Sail across the way Riding all the waves Let the light shine on me
0: How's it going everybody i'm back with lady saint lady saint how do you feel
1: i feel good man i feel good thank you for having me
0: yeah of course again thank you for being here appreciate your time so much um so before we were talking about your project brainstorm one of the that, that is one of the first ones you released right or the yeah, first one, yeah
1: like album yeah
0: yeah sweet um then let's go on to uh on spotify you released in uh 2016 as well project new wave i'm gonna like i'm gonna let you elaborate on that honestly I, I i'm sensing that you might have the word cringe in mind but uh is that, is that a thing? yeah i don't like, agree i don't agree at all especially because the last track on it namaste is one of your more popular tracks
1: i know people stop streaming that like what are you doing <laughs>
0: Wait, what's your, what's your uh, give me the skinny on new wave give me the deeds.
1: uh Honestly, I'll try to remember. I just kind of blocked that out of my mind, but... Um...
0: Okay, let's just talk about namaste then, because I'm sure... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny you're asking people to stop streaming it, but I guarantee you it's just gonna get more streams now. I
1: know, I just checked my number this morning and I was like, seriously, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like my highest Shazam track. Like people are trying to Shazam this track oh, out of any other track.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't get it. <laughs> how, do
0: you, how do you find that information out? I've never really heard of people referencing how often they're searched for on Shazam Shazam, sorry.
1: On like your one of your music artist apps, like a Spotify app, it gives you the more in depth like countries cities your top kind of tracks you know what track was listened to the most shazam the most kind of thing
0: oh it actually gives those details i had no idea mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. to know okay then um <laughs> maybe i'll talk a little <laughs> bit about namaste Well, let will just be a great sure. touch because to to me the the track is uh and maybe this is kind of like part of you that maybe this is part of the reason you don't want to talk about it but it's it's making peace with your uh trials and tribulations of uh previous times and kind of literally leaving them in the past um artistically i guess not literally sorry
1: yeah um actually i didn't mind the vibe like i really liked the vibe at this point of me in um i guess in Writing music and learning what I really like, I started to like more of that chill, like lo-fi kind of sound, and I didn't really have that before. So I guess this is me just kind of learning lyrically and spiritually and kind of the sounds and instruments and all the beats and instrumentals that I like kind of thing that's sweet
0: and people are really into it that's so funny and then in in 2017 you released a track called colorful and a project called road trip yeah a mixtape I guess or do you want to talk about those ones how do you feel about those ones actually are they part of the part of the stuff you want to leave behind
1: yeah they are (laughs) they're uh, (laughs) they're pretty much like
0: I love that all your stuff is still out there though like it's still accessible because a lot of other people actually just just remove it from being available you know what I mean
1: Yeah. At the time releasing, I think road trip and below, I think is, um, I was working with a company out of LA and, you know, we had this agreement, you know, streaming and the business side of stuff. So I don't really want to dabble back into and get into it. And like, I don't want any bad blood, you know what I mean? So I just like dealing with it, you know, just whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see what it is. So you kind of, you kind of spit your case and then you leave it where it is. And then you kind of, you, you've said what you've said and you'll say it again if need be, but you shouldn't have to.
1: Yeah, pretty much like after, um, I think it was road trip. I think that might've been the one cause I was recording everything at home. Like all of my tracks, I was just learning as I went to record it myself you know, and I had one guy in New York, which I still work with, Mike Makowski, and um, he's worked like with, like, huge names, and I met him off a site called Sound Better, and um, we just worked together ever since. He's literally, up until today, is the um, one of the only engineers that's really ever touched all of my music. I've only worked with, like, maybe one or two other engineers. That's incredible. Like circle you said,
0: small, Circle you Small, you see? Yeah, yeah, Circle Small and fucking tight. That's dope. Uh, mm-hmm. And then moving up, moving on into twenty eighteen, you got uh, you did a couple of video releases actually.
1: Yeah, I think fly was it fly and changes. Yes. I think was fly that twenty eighteen.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah. One of them, fly, shot and edited by Cataclysm Productions, and where mm-hmm. the highway ends. And then the other one, uh, changes, directed and edited by Wood Buffalo Media Group. How do you mm-hmm. get in touch yeah. with groups like this or involved with groups like this, such that they help you create music videos?
1: Um. Fort Mac is really good for connections. Honestly, like everyone knows someone who knows, you know, your parents or something. Like, ever it's just so crazy because um, the connections I've made are seriously like so strategic, but I don't even realize it until after it's done. You know?
0: Yeah, and then the final products out there, and you're like, holy crap! A lot went into knowing these people who put this together.
1: Exactly, like, um, like uh, the Wood Buffalo Media Group. The owner. Uh, and founder, Trevor Butler, he actually was part of the Cataclysm Productions, that one. So I already had that connection with him. Uh-huh. Um, but we just wanted, you know, we both, again, had that vision to make good content. We wanted it out. And, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: That's awesome. And then uh, you had another track during that year called Sunflower released.
1: Yeah, people a, went crazy over that. This wasn't a big year for
0: releases that. for you, though, but otherwise. But, yeah, no. let's talk about Sunflower.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess remember the whole phase thing? I guess it's kind of like that. Like, I was releasing a whole bunch of music, then I wasn't, then, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, sunflower people honestly will send me sunflowers randomly all the time. Anytime there's a sunflower in like a photo or, you know, just in their backyard or anything, they'll just send it to me because I wrote this song. Like, it's just crazy. Interesting. It just, yeah, it's kind of like it's part of my brand now. <laughs>
0: Wow. Do you want to elaborate Mm -hmm. on why that is and why people have taken this stance to send you sunflowers?
1: I have no idea, to be honest.
0: Um, It's just the relation to the song?
1: Yeah, I guess the relation to the song. I find sunflowers really calming and I think they're beautiful. They're my favorite flowers. So it's just like, I just kind of decided this song reminds me of like a sunflower. Like that's the kind of vibe I got from it. So I decided to call it Sunflower. And then now everyone always just sends me sunflowers all the time. So I decided to put that on merch and stuff. And like my mom just bought the phone case with the sunflower on the back. And I was like, you're so gangster. Like, she's just so funny. Yeah, it's really it cool. It just kind of
0: organically out of your control became part of your brand, even though it kind of was, it seems meant to be since it was your favorite flower.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be part of a brand at all, like honestly, but it just kind of happened. People really liked it. They now associate sunflowers and myself together. So it's like, it's kind of cool actually with lady Saint yeah that's awesome
0: yeah. and then mm-hmm. uh, after that uh, I, I can't really call it a lull because you did put out two music videos which uh, a lot of people haven't even got to that point yet but uh, and then you released a track that kind of identifies with your brand to this day that's that it's just a lull in I guess the amount of creation but then in 2019 um, you create Lady Saint series or you release episode one shot by Matt Piercy
1: yeah Matt's such a good guy he's uh, I met him in Fort Mac um, and then I ended up moving so it was kind of like we didn't really get to continue the series
0: oh, um yeah so it's discontinued.
1: yeah I mean we're, we want to work yeah. together and then we had some uh plans to work earlier this year but then COVID hit and we're like oh man like he was legit we were planning to get him to Edmonton and just like shoot a whole bunch of stuff and then yeah that's kind of what happened <laughs>
0: So do you think it's who knows when episode two will drop, or is it just kind of like don't expect it ever?
1: Uh, I would like to do an episode two, episode three kind of thing, like continue with it, or even have like yeah. a different perspective, maybe a different turn on it. You know what I, I see mean? What Something, you're saying. yeah, yeah.
0: Let it let it change, I guess, based on how it needs to be presented post COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shout out Matt. He honestly is like he's so good to work with, and his his art is just it's. Like perfection, it's really dope. It's
0: dope. That's dope. And so, in that uh, in that video, you are kind of the meat of the video is a performance that you're doing, and then you drop the name Keanu as well. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, I was actually asked to write and perform an original song for the Alberta Winter Games uh, 2018. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so, and that was like. Like Alberta Winter Games are like they're pretty huge. So um yeah. how'd you get invited? Was, again, connections format. I connections,
0: guess. <laughs> yeah, that okay, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> they they I got asked, we did up, you know, the contract, everything was signed, and then this was my first time kind of working with um I pretty much did a collab with uh the Generation Dance Studio and Kim Hurley, people know her by Miss Kim. She uh she owns the studio and she choreographed my song with her dancers and incorporated me into it so we kind of like i was doing a bit of choreography with them and we performed it on stage and it was original song it was playing all throughout the games like the week or whatever like it was crazy there was so many people there; it was like four thousand people there or something like that
0: that is so wild is that your last yeah. performance month?
1: Yeah. I think that was my largest one. And Mm. I honestly, I was just so calm. Like I was surprised because I thought I'd be so nervous, but it was also like minus 40, (laughs) minus 45, whatever we performed outside. Like I had to go outside the very last second because they wanted to save my voice from cracking and stuff from the cold. So we pretty much went outside when it was my turn to perform. We went on, it was on, um, I think it was, CBC or something like that, or Global. I think it was on Global. Yeah. So it was on TV and stuff. So that was really dope. That was really good exposure. So again, I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if I didn't live in Fort Mac and make the connections that I did.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I didn't know the extent to uh, to which that uh, was about. That's incredible. Thanks. Um, Yeah. You're very welcome. And in the series, you also mentioned that you don't sleep before shows.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I just, I get in my head like, I just get so nervous, and I need—I'm I, just super organized. I need everything to be organized, but. Yeah. I really don't sleep. And before that practice, um, in the, in the video, I would just came off night shift. So I got off night shift of oh, 12, 13 hour and then went straight that, yeah. you know, so I was like buzzing hard.
0: <laughs> I feel you. And so is there anything that you can relate that like inability to sleep prior to a show? Like that, that's similar otherwise in your life that maybe other people would relate to. Cause the only thing that comes to my head is like a, a kid before Christmas, like you can't sleep that night. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I kind of, I just get excited, to be honest. Like, I love the live connection and interaction with people. I love sharing the music. So oh, just I just want think it to I, be now. Yeah, like, I just, like, let's go, like, right now. Or, like, you know, what do I wear? Or, you know, because I find, especially as a female, um in the industry it's more like i know what they want you to wear but that's not always what i want to wear so you know what i mean so i just kind of go in my head like okay plan it out i just want to be ready in my mind i'm like organized man if my mind was a shelf you could see it it would be like organized like crazy
0: yeah that's that's so dope i love that Um, and then (laughs) uh, in 2019 you also didn't put out a ton of content but you did put Mm -hmm. out a lyric breakdown video what got you into uh into doing that
1: um I, you know um, the YouTube channel Genius? I
0: do, they yeah. Kinda, oh, sorry. They kind of break just down to, the lyrics. Just to mention the track, the track is titled Injection, just for the, for the crowd yeah, there.
1: I, um, I love that track, actually. That's like one of my favorites to listen to of myself. Oh, yeah, it's um, dope, it's dope. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, me and Matt kind of talked about it, and he's like, yeah, I can do that for you. So we pretty much recorded it um and we filmed it and he just added the lyrics in
0: sweet okay so pretty straightforward not not too Mm -hmm. complex but actually like Mm -hmm. a really really great product at the end of the day
1: yeah it actually it worked out pretty well gotcha yeah i picked up
0: that it's kind of like you're pointing out the things that kill your vibe or your momentum with music yeah Uh, and kind of relating it to to two things you bring up two contrasts like the pain of of uh, missing someone, so the so the sad part about it, and then which mm-hmm. is and then this next part, which is still sad, but the the pain of having to cut people off, or I guess, but people who like confuse you or like kind of dance around things yeah. kind of with your vibe, you know?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much um, just I had to cut my circle small, and it's not like I don't talk to those people that are kind of on the outside of the circle, but I have a very small circle that I share my music stuff with, um, and ideas, and like a couple people that I really take in their feedback you know what I mean yeah I like do I, I I could go on a critique review and people be like oh I hate your music or you need this this and this and in my mind I'm like it doesn't really matter but yeah give it to me like I'll take in their the criticism but I won't change my perspective or my way of doing stuff just because you don't like it you know
0: Oof, I hear you I hear you <laughs> um, <laughs> and then let's, let's jump to 2020 this year um, you actually put out a lot so far. So far, and I'm just saying so far. We still have half a year to go, but you've got Area Fifty One, Six Foot, Apple in My Eye, still waiting, and sale. The latter two, you've got two features: King Gems and Bobo. Let's start with that Area Fifty One.
1: Area Fifty One. Um, yeah, that's such a vibe, man. I love it's that instrumental. <laughs> and I just had this like weird, you know, alien space kind of feel with it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna write about. If I were to experience that, like, that's, I'm just going to write what I see, you know?
0: Yeah, where did the inspiration for the song come from? Was it just from the uh, beat?
1: Yeah, just from the beat and then my imagination.
0: <laughs> I, I picked up the focus on you picking up on, like, the things that we know we know and then, like, kind of pointing out the things that we know that we don't know.
1: Yeah, more like the unknown. Yeah,
0: exactly, the unknown, because you, you kind of explicitly go into the future in the year 2050, whatever, and just yeah. kind of, like... I don't know. I think your imagination went pretty crazy with that one. It was super, super dope. It really shows kind of like how you're taking the more artistic approach to your music. Uh, I don't know if it's more this year, um, but just like lately in your career, as opposed to the 2016 stuff we were referencing earlier.
1: Yeah. We don't talk about that again.
0: (laughs) We don't talk about that. Yeah. Not not in the second half. (laughs) Um,
1: Pretty much uh, when I met Jay, my manager, um, when I met Jay like a whole bunch of inspiration came out because I had this space to speak freely. I had, you know, he was, we are feeding off each other's energy. Like it was just crazy. And I actually wrote the project that's going to come out next year. Um, I recorded mostly all my songs last, I guess you could say October, November, and it's done. Like I recorded all of them. I was super inspired. And then, yeah, I don't actually remember the question, but (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah but area 51 was like i wanted this to be super lyrical like i didn't even really plan it It just kind of you know i get told sometimes by other artists like you know don't forget to leave room to breathe or like leave, leave room to just let the beat sit which i know that but i didn't want that for this track you know
0: you just wanted to pump it full with that whatever was going on in your imagination i love it
1: yeah it's just crazy <laughs>
0: well, let's talk about you working with other featured artists for i know you had other featured artists working with uh prior but uh king jims and bobo
1: yeah yeah um Bobo's a homie from uh ontario and uh i always loved his vibe his vibe was so sick so and his voice is different it's not like you know you listen to hip-hop music and you're like ah same, you know? Yeah. So, um, I found his message and his voice was different. So I really wanted to work with him. King Jim's I met, um, I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago we met or maybe two years ago or something like that. And, uh, online and I was looking for UK collabs actually. And then I just happened to chat with him and we just kept, you know, staying in touch and supporting each yeah. other. And Why finally- Why are
0: you looking for collabs in the UK?
1: I wanted to expand my audience and I I love the UK sound. Like I love the okay. grime. I love um, their hip hop scene there. Um, my favorite artist who I'm like inspired by, really the only artist that really made me feel that, hey, I'm a female, I could do this too. And she's doing it. So I think I can do it. It's Little Sims and she's a, a UK hip hop artist out there. And she's like crazy good
0: yeah that's awesome i'll have to look into her after this interview that's sweet yeah
1: cool and the only other collab i did i think was with the gentle yeti and he's here from edmonton so we kind of mixed on the apple of my eye so we kind of mixed um i want i I loved his like little raspy voice going on so i'm like bro like i really would love to work with you on just something similar that we can you know bring our energies together and just kind of make it work
0: yeah i feel you on that that's that's so awesome. And so are you trying to collaborate a little bit more in this part of your career? I know you said you've already uh, recorded a whole bunch of songs and stuff, but are those actually collab tracks? or? Uh,
1: those ones are not collabs. Um, I know. have like a six, I'll say about six songs that I'm ready to put out, but I'm not those are just me like this whole, that project is just me, but, uh, coming up in the future, I know I have a, um, a collab with someone coming out of Calgary at the end of this month. And then I have, um, next month I have, it's just me at the end of the month, uh, on August 20th, I have a track coming out, And then after that, I have a couple, I'm working on a couple collabs clubs right now, but it's kind of whenever they want to release it, it has nothing to do with my end.
0: Oh, I see. So you're kind of the feature artist.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of the feature artist branching out, you know, trying to gravitate to other audiences and all that stuff and just building the connection. But pretty much, I just said this morning, actually, as soon as 2021 hits, I don't think I'm going to do like any collabs. And if I do, it's going to be like, I really want to work with this person kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It's going to be like straight professional. Like you either scope them or they're paying you like five grand or something exactly exactly we are running our time here so i just wanted to bring us to the point where you got a chance to kind of do a little sign off or say whatever you want to say just just whatever audience is out there
1: honestly i don't know i really i would just say like much love and thanks for listening and thanks for tuning into my stuff i really appreciate it
0: yeah of course Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and giving us all the information that I hope people are really listening to. And then we'll jump into your music and then hear even more of that uh, that vibe that you bring. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Sweet, okay. Thank you so much. That's Lady Saint, everybody. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Lady Saint and keep up a little bit, go to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash Lady Saint. We're going to listen to a preview of a track she'll be releasing on August 20th. It's called Paranoia. Take care, everyone.
2: Maybe a little bit insane, creating pandemics with the daisies to send us on our way, to send us with a bang, a little theory with a tank, paranoia with some slang, and angels with the fangs and demons with the light they say what a life a bite is not a bite without a little bit of spite rapping about the government lab based things and they cover it like a blanket with a mask holds everything except the suffering trying to overpower the powerful i mean powerless where the power folds front and center where the flowers grow distraction as the hours flow attraction to the adrenaline immunity from the medicine fly up north back to edmonton don't isolate i won't settle in it's unsettling that they benefit scrambling and competitive drowning keep pedaling when COVID is threatening I know my flow is different But I'm not rapping for your interest I'm a and charge you interest Cause the truth really be vintage Instant like the noodles Sunlight hit inside your pupil Our journeys can get brutal But I'm not looking for approval mm.